Hello and welcome to The Weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Yara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Guerin. On today's episode, Kristen and I talk about the magic of being busy, how we keep moving the goalposts further away and what is actually helpful when setting goals, and how success or the experience of it is wildly personal. For today's Fast Facts, I would just like to tell you, longtime listeners, that I do apologize for not having published an episode last week. As you will find out as you continue listening to this week's episode, I spontaneously said yes to a trip to Iceland to see family. So because it was all so abrupt and very little planning or thought went into that decision, I wasn't able to finish editing this episode in time. So without further ado, I'm just going to drop you straight into our conversation. Enjoy. I'm so happy to see you. Happy to see you. It's been a while. Hello. It's so weird when people are in different time zones. It feels like you're living on separate timelines. Like whatever Mm -hmm. life you are living currently, I don't know how much, like seven hours ahead or whatever. It's it's a different world. Very weird. It's I agree with that completely. It's very weird. There's also so much time. I have an alarm set for 2 p.m. every day here that tells me that it is now 7 a.m. in New York. (laughs) The people are up now in New York. Yeah. That's why I'm doing it. Okay, people are up. You can bother people now. You can't bother them before then, though. I mean, that's just 7 a.m. That's not even 9. People are yeah. like, and a lot of people aren't awake. It just, that's my family's awake at that point. It's nuts. And then it's 9 is 4. So my day's over, but my day is also just beginning. Yeah, because you're living a double life because you, yeah, exactly. I am a secret agent right now. <laughs> I feel like true. you would actually be a fantastic secret agent. Thank you. I highly disagree, but I appreciate that. I think you would because I feel like you would just morph into some kind of character and that would like you're such a good actor that like if you would just morph into that character, you would just like become a secret agent. I I, think Kristen Guerin maybe might not be whoever the character would be that you would assume would be like stellar. I appreciate that. Go on over there. It's been really cold in Atlanta. I moved further south this is not what i signed up for everyone's yeah. yes the winters are very mild here come on over i'm like i've just experienced full-blown winter weather in the past really sans snow like no yeah. no snow but like freezing free like mm-hmm. to the bone kind of freezing like i remember when i was in new york and you have to walk everywhere like at least walk to the subway or you're always on foot and the cold that I have experienced in New York on the coldest days because the air is also so dry. It's like in it lives inside of your bones and you yeah. can't really dress it off. I always feel like I don't know if I don't know if I'm perceiving this wrong, but people would always say to me in New York, oh, you must be used to this. You're from Iceland. And I'm like, yeah, it's different. It's not the cold is different in Iceland. And it's so hard to explain. It's just I feel like in Iceland, I can put on a couple of layers and I'll be fine. In New York, I felt like it didn't matter how many layers I put on. It just, I would always be cold. So I don't know if it's just like the air quality or if it's the Gulf Stream or I don't know what the difference is exactly because I I feel like sometimes the the temperature would be the same, but like the feeling of it is is very different. Anyway, I would really resent that comment. Oh, you're from Iceland. You must be used to it. I'm like, 
You're from New York where there's also really cold winters. Are you used to this? (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only weather I've ever known. And it's horrible. I remember going to Miami for the very first time in 2019 when I did that show. And I remember getting there and being being shocked that people weren't in complete agony in the winter. That was my mentality. I was like, I had no, why didn't anybody tell me that there were areas of the world? I just had such a small, such a small worldview that I was like, winters, you're just in pain. This is just what winter is. Yeah. Quarter of the year, you die. And that's it. Half of the year Um, in Iceland. What was your yes? And what yes do you want to talk about from the past week? I know a lot's been going on over there. It's been a lot of yes, a lot of yeses. I think I said yes to movement in Mm. every single area. I'm thinking of what the theme was. I flew halfway around the world for love. I took a bunch of really big risks and did a bunch of things that were quite scary. And I've also been incredibly busy and embracing it. And I think all of that is just embracing movement, like saying yes to movement. So my days are insanely long um, and I'm doing so much and there's very little downtime and it's all exciting and I'm happy to be doing it all. And I've been saying yes to positivity and I've been saying yes to, it's funny, I've been saying no to negativity too. Like when people come at me and they're negative and I'm like, that's so interesting. I said this the other day, I feel like because I'm so busy and I'm so fulfilled in everything I'm doing, everything I'm doing has, has such a big place in my heart and in my life. And I'm so happy to, to have all of these things and they just happen to all be happening at once. <laughs> So I guess we're doing them all at once. And because I just don't have the space to entertain negativity, like I only have the space and the time to entertain positivity, optimism, I've been just cutting people out. And it has nothing to do with them. And it actually, it's been interesting too, my own neuroses, so my own codependency or my own fear of people judging me or whatever it might be. I don't even have time for those. (laughs) The best healer is just be busy and suddenly, but busy with things you want to do. And I just don't have time to to care. Somebody came to me the other day with some, they wanted to gossip about somebody else that we knew. And I was like, oh, respectfully, I'm going to not respond to that. And then they continued. And I said, I just, I don't, I really like that person. I don't want to say anything negative about them. And then they continued again. And I said, respectfully, I'm going to have to ask you to discontinue this conversation. I'm going to step away from this conversation, I think I said. And I realized that I felt I've never, I'm not, a, I don't like gossiping. That's not something I've ever enjoyed. But if it's, if people are doing it to me or with me, I'll usually entertain them for a minute or so just because I don't know how to get out of it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to like respectfully, re- I love that I use the word respectfully every single sentence I said that was respectfully because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do it respectfully. I'm just drawing that. I'm not, I, boundaries are, have been always difficult for me. And this week, I just didn't have, for the last couple weeks, really, I just didn't, I have not had the capacity, I haven't had the space to entertain gossip. There's not an extra ounce of energy. Yeah, that was really interesting. And then folks who are just, anyone who's negative, anyone who's not showing up, anybody who's not showing up for me, anybody who's not responding to me or be people who aren't putting in the effort, I usually would meet them instead of meeting the 50-50, I'd meet them like 80-20. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You only have to bring 20%. I'll bring 80%. I'll get, I'll go out most of the way there. But now I just don't have the time. So if you're not meeting me, then that's it. The friendship's over. The relationship's over. And I think that's a really beautiful place to be in of, of just have my cup is so full that I'm just not accommodating for anything less than what I want or everything I want, really. I really, I think that is so profound <laughs> because it's like this notion of I am so busy and I am so fulfilled. So anything that reminds me of, I remember someone saying this to me and I didn't really under, 
stand it until like after the pandemic, to be, to be honest, because I was very like my whole entire life. I was very busy. It was like school and then like after school activities. And then you're like you're doing you're soccer and piano, then basketball, all of these things. And I my most of my adulthood was very busy. Like my time was mm -hmm. very taken up. It wasn't always fulfilling, but I was always busy. So I just knew how to do that. And I remember hearing like, oh, if you want something done or if you want something done quickly, hire someone who is actually really busy because they're already in that energy. They're already in that yeah. MO. So they're going to be like, they're going to, it's going to come to their desk and they're going to be like, yep. And then it's just going to be done versus someone who's not doing anything. Yeah. They might start to overthink things or they might, they're just, oh, they might need to like gear up. They have to put on everything, but someone is already ready and they're in the zone. So they're going to get it done quicker. And I realized this sort of like after the pandemic, when things started picking up for me again, I was like, oh, I'm actually getting more done because the motor is running. So it's 100%. easier to have to start the car every time I, I start a new project or a new task or whatever. Like I'm already running. So it's just like everything is happening so much faster. And then somehow, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, yeah, like things are happening. Like it's almost like because you only have these tiny little windows available, sometimes these incredible things or opportunities mm -hmm. or beating come through because it's just, it's such a specific window. So almost like the universe can send you something that's like crazy specific that fits in that exact window. Okay. So <laughs> I need an example because this is like a visual in my head that's very clear. But for example, like when I booked that, that role that I did a couple of weeks ago, I had already said yes to doing this cabaret, this gig in New York. And I was really nervous when I got the offer. I was like, oh, my God, like, what are the dates going to be like? This is happening really soon. Literally, the out outside dates for the for this film, this TV project, the wrap date was the day before I was supposed to leave for New York. I was mm -hmm. like, no, like, no way. Like, there's because yeah. nothing else, honestly, nothing else was happening on my calendar in December or February, like it was just January, but it was almost like, like you were saying, everything was happening at the same time. And that's sometimes how it happens. It's, oh, yeah. she's already busy here. So this energy is like happening already. So like we can give her this because it's going to be so easy for her to do this and then jump straight into the next thing because she's already moving. She's already working. She's already like mm -hmm. doing the things. Or at least that's how I find things to happen a lot in life is that everything happens at the same time. I had a session with a craniosacral practitioner the other day bodywork person and we were talking about I'm in the midst of some big life changes and and I was like I don't totally know what I want I went to him being like I'm starting to figure it out I'm in the early stages or middle stages of clarifying what I'm what I where I want to go but I was like, but I don't have a clear image yet and he was like what if we worked on it from like a frequency standpoint so instead of I have an image of what I want. How about I know how I want to feel or I know mm. what I want this job to feel like or this home to feel like or this partner to feel like. And then putting yourself in alignment with that frequency. So tapping into that frequency, staying in that frequency for a few minutes a day brings that to you. So you're already vibrating at that frequency. So therefore it comes, which just makes me think of an object of motion stays in motion as an object of motion. What you're saying of, okay, I'm you were already in the frequency of, I had to go to New York to go do this cabaret. I had to, you know what I mean? You were already in the frequency of doing what you wanted to be doing. So therefore, more stuff is coming to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm already in the frequency of everything I'm doing and all the people I'm spending time with. I'm in a very high frequency of this is exactly what I want to be. So the universe is giving more and more of exactly what I want to be doing. I think also speaking of that, kind of like aligning with the frequency, I was thinking about this 
just this morning, and I, and I remember making some intentions in 2023 at some point, and one of them was, I want to work with these kinds of people. This is what I want. The, if I am on set or whatever project I'm doing, set theater, whatever, these are the kinds of people that I'm working with. I want them to be kind. I want them to be professional. I want them to be fun. I want to just be laughing all day. I want it to be light. I want it to be easy. I want it, So all of these things that I mentioned, and then and then I booked t- two things this year that were, and I was like, like looking around and I'm like, even though like I have really, I, I have ambition and I have high expectations and stuff like that. Like you can envision huge, big jobs or opportunities that you want or something that's going to give you a lot of money or like a lot of success or a lot. Of, but at the same time, I was like, even though like objectively, like you might look at this and I was like, oh, these opportunities aren't that big. You know what I mean? On, yeah. a, on a resume. I don't know if someone would be quote unquote impressed by what I just booked. Right. But I was looking around and I was like, I am already living. I am already experiencing the feelings that I wanted yeah. to feel. I'm looking around. I feel safe. That was also another thing that I mentioned. I was like, I feel safe. This is fun. The I am like the the people that I have around me have similar values are on similar frequencies. I'm actually bonding with them. I'm I met I even met a fellow witch on set. And then the cabaret that I was doing, it was the cabaret was literally about tarot. So Mm -hmm. every person in the cast was like very magical and just so kind and like open hearted. And I was like, wow, I'm really honestly, I'm like. I am living the dream right now and I'm doing two projects that are very different, but in both places, I'm working with incredible people and I'm having Mm -hmm. the feeling that I want to be having, which is just like safety and like open heartedness and connection and fun. And I was also traveling. That was another thing that I wanted. I was like, I just want to be like so busy. I'm like going on a plane. I'm going this, doing this, doing that, traveling for work. And it's just seeing the world while working. And even though I've been to both of these places and I've lived in both of these places, but I was like, I'm still coming and going on an airplane with just like a day to spare. In many ways, I am already living the dream, or at least the universe is, is giving it to me on a very low stakes, quote unquote, plane. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not like it's my career on the line or like my reputation on the line. It's not like high profile project. So they're like, we're just going to give it to you and see how you like it. Do you like it? Do you want more of this? So that was really, really cool. And I was like, and I do. So yeah, I actually am having a lot of fun with this because I also I don't know if I shared this on the podcast already, but I shared it with you definitely that I'd been doing theater my entire life. So when we moved down here to Atlanta, there was a part of me that thought it was a mistake. I was mm. like, I don't know if this was the right choice for me. I don't even know if I actually enjoy doing film and TV work and like being on set. But I actually was having a lot of fun and I was being challenged in a way that, that I haven't been challenged before. And I was like, so relieved. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. thank God that I actually enjoy this or I would have had yeah. to rethink my whole entire life. It reminds me of what our friend Laura Pochet Laura once said. <laughs> we do this every time we say your name. I think we do. Because <laughs> Laura, I apologize. We do not do this when we're just talking on our own. So it's very rude of us to do this every time we do this in the podcast. We, we appreciate you. But she had said this to you once, I believe. Which yes. is, I love that you already know what I'm going to say. That your system, when you play a role, when you do something, acting or otherwise, your system doesn't know if you're doing it on a large stage or if you're doing it in a black box theater. doesn't know if you're playing the role of Louise and Gypsy on the Broadway or if you're, do- you're playing the role of Louise and Gypsy in a class with mm-hmm. two in front of two people. In your bedroom, um, even. In your bedroom, exactly. Yeah, and I just think there's something really beautiful about that. And about you were talking about how these aren't the high profile things that I wanted to do. And I was like, 
but also it's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I'm like, what is high profile? Do you know what I mean? That's where my brain goes. I couldn't care less. What is high profile? What yeah. is, and does that, does it come with a, and what's the goalpost? I think you and I had spoke privately about like goalpost settings. And I had an ex many moons ago when I was in my 20s who said to me, which changed my life actually, it was rude, but he said to me, you change, Kristen, I feel like you move the goalposts as soon as you arrive, you set a goalpost, you arrive at it and you immediately move the goalpost without celebrating or even recognizing you, you hit the goalpost. So you'll never be happy. Nine years later, and I have changed that drastically. But yeah, I think what is, where is the goalpost, right? And it sounds like some of the goalposts you hit. And it was like, oh, like that. And that was you recognizing, I, I feel, I believe I'm at the goalpost. And then maybe other ones that it's what specifically is the, what does high profile mean to you? Does it mean it's in a, it's a movie that's shown, I'm sorry, the blockbuster movie. That's what they call them, right? Like when they go around the country. <laughs> Box Does it mean that it's, yeah, exactly. Blockbuster. Does it mean I've never, obviously, not obviously, I've never had a blockbuster hit, but I've been, I've seen my myself on a huge screen at festivals. Is that it? Is it seeing yourself? I remember doing this movie, Love is a Map, where I'm like half naked in one of the scenes. And I remember just looking and being like, like the, my butt is the size of my body on this screen. It was amazing. And is, is that it, right? Is it seeing right. yourself on a big screen? Is it the finances? Is it like the amount of money you make? And then what's that number? So I was supposed to, I did a commercial a couple weeks ago and I was, I thought I was going to make 7,500. And because of some stuff that went on, I made less than that. And I was like, ah, like that, did, did, is it still worth it for me? Is it, it went through this whole thing of, ooh, was that the goalpost for this? And then I was able to be like, actually, that wasn't, that was just a bonus. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the extra money I was supposed to make. Yeah. The, so what was the actual goal and how do I know if I achieved it or not? And I went back and I was like, no, like I, I made amazing friendships. I had an amazing time. I got to fly. I got to travel. I got to do all the, the money actually wasn't it for me, mm -hmm. but maybe it would be for somebody else. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I think that's also, honestly, what you literally just said is really important. What does it mean for you and to yeah. you? I was even a friend of mine asked me for advice for an audition. And it really took me back to like when I was treading the streets of New York, going to the open calls and everything and like how much audition anxiety I had. And I remember when you and I had this whole period of time where success for us was literally just showing up because 100%. showing up to these open calls and actually following through with it. Some days showing up and choosing to stay was success. Like, oh, did I get seen? That was a success. So I feel like speaking of goalposts, like the goalposts for success specifically have definitely moved. And I feel like the minute they were pretty far away from me for a long mm. time. Like I set that I set myself like impossible goalposts. Right. And I right. like in a way that I could barely even see them. And the minute I started to like put them in front of me and make it more of a step by step thing of, of a ladder for myself, that's when things actually became way more relaxed and fulfilling. And I was more in myself and everything. And then you recognize, oh, what am I actually in control of here? Because setting a goal of booking the job is not a good goal because you're not in control of that. So yeah. is the goal showing up? Is the goal, I'm going to really emphasize this word in the monologue, yeah. or I really want to take a breath before I sing the song or whatever it is, like something that's so small, but something that you can actually like, yeah, I did that yeah. check or pat yourself on the back or like whatever. Now that I am older and I have a different perspective on things. It's okay. So now we're here. We arrived at this goalpost. Which direction do we want to go in now? What kind of goalpost do I want to set now? I feel like every couple of years, I'm like, I have to redefine 
success and also just success and boundaries. I feel like it goes hand in hand. What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? What is just, I'm not going to say yes to anything that pays less than this, or I'm not going to say yes yes to anything that's in perpetuity. I'm not going to all of those things that like also allowing yourself that, you know what? I have gone through all of these goalposts. I have all of these goalposts behind me and I'm done with those. Like I'm not going to go back there anymore. What did you say yes to this week? I said yes. Oh, I haven't told you this yet. I said yes to a trip to Iceland. That's wonderful. When? Next week. What? <laughs> I know. And this is very unlike me. I usually schedule it my is. trips to Iceland. Listen, Pisces, your, what is it? Nor- your North Node is Pisces. You're my North Node is Pisces. That's what it is. Yeah. You didn't Did- book your flights last time until very late. And thank God you didn't because otherwise you may, might not have been able to do the shoot. And here you go. You're just the universe wants you to work on your Pisces traits. I guess. I, and also, I feel like I've learned so much from our resident Pisces here, which is Kristen Garrett. Hello. <laughs> that I was actually okay with it. Like flying and traveling and buying plane tickets and everything is something that sort of gives me a little bit of anxiety if things aren't planned. It's, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm just going next week. And I'm just, and it just, and I can't explain it. It was just like this thing of, and it felt right. I was like, yes. This is what needed to happen. And I'm only going for a week. Usually when I go, it's two weeks. But I was like, no, this is just like a spontaneous, quick trip to Iceland. It feels like me making like going on a big trip without a lot of planning, without a lot of thinking is exactly what I should be doing right now, is exactly what I'm learning right now is to go with the flow. And also, uh, it was really hard for me also not caring what other people think about me and I mean it in terms of like my husband not to say that I'm like I can do whatever I want of course I asked him before (laughs) I left because you want to you're having a conversation with your partner about your life but it was like but I was a little worried because the last time I was away the dog escaped and it was like a very yeah it was a very traumatic event for Yadin oh my goodness I didn't know that yeah and he also escaped a year before that (gasps) uh, with me when Yadin was away and he's like an escape artist. This also happened with his foster. This probably happened with his previous owners because the oh rescue just found him on the side of the road. So this is a thing that he does. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing. It's just, he's so chill and so calm. And all of a sudden there's like a, a an, an instinct kicks in and he's just like glosses over. And it's just, like, I don't know how to explain it. Just like this animal instinct that happens with him. So also a part of me was glad that he experienced it because I experienced it last year and he kind of downplayed it a little bit when it happened to me. And I was like, you don't understand. This was traumatic. Like the terror that I went through was, and he was like, okay. And then he experienced it and he was like, oh, I understand. I was like, thank you. I'm glad you understand now. Anyways, wait, spiritual principle. When you judge someone else for something, you automatically say you need to, you would need to experience it yourself. That's what you're telling the universe. So that's there you go. He was like, and then the universe was like, okay, you get, you have to experience it now. So, you know, and now he does. He's been quiet anyway. And I know he's been feeling he's been feeling really down. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't go. Mm, yeah, that was that was like a thing that yeah. came up. And I was like, this is also a part of the thing that I am working 100%. on is just living my life and doing what I want to do and, and without stepping on anybody's toes or anything. But and he said, of course, if you really want to go, we'll figure it out. I'm like, yeah. I really want to go. I, it just feels it feels right. And he was like, OK, all right, so we'll do it. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my yes for the week. I love this. That's so exciting. Both of our yeses were travel or part of them. Like made it a broad thing. Yeah. That's exciting. International travel. International travel. It's a little jingle. If there's a if there's an international travel company that wants to pay you for this jingle. International travel. I think it's pretty good, actually. 
Well, I like it. Do you have a yes for the upcoming week? Yeah, I want to. Had a bit of a. I had a bit of an emotional experience last night where I realized that I was really scared that that what I want in my artistry isn't achievable. What I love about my artistry is the ability to self-express, the community element, the co-creation element, the the cathartic experience, being able to share that with an audience, like having a communal experience during a play. And I had this fear. I just, I think, I think the last few years have shown us a lot of the dark side of the, of the entertainment industry. Not that we didn't know, but it's really come to the forefront in the last few years or so. And I've had some really negative experiences too in just the last like right before the pandemic. And, and I had this fear that I wouldn't be able to make my art in the way that I want to make my art, that it's just, there's just not space for that in the world. I want to, on that note, <laughs> this week, I'd like to start to clarify specifically what success would look like for me. In having this emotional experience last night, somebody was able to hold space and affirm for me that this is 100% doable, that it does exist, that other people, there are people in the industry who are good-hearted, who, ha- who want the same things that I want, we're not all in it for power and money and fame and greed. I was like, there's yeah, greed. There's not that's not everybody. Yeah. We may not hear about them all the time because it's not what they're after. <laughs> but but those people do exist. And and staying in that frequency, I think, as we were saying earlier, of like touching that frequency of what I want that to feel like will allow it to find me. So I think I started to write this actually as you were saying, you were talking about what success looks like for you I started to write what that would look like for me and I think my yes for the week would be to get a clear image of that a clear statement clear Mm -hmm. like mission statement for what I want my success in in, as I step back into the industry what does success look like for me I watched a documentary this week on Netflix it is called American Symphony it is about a musician his name is John Batiste and He is an incredible musician. He's from New Orleans. He was nominated for 12 Grammys in Mm -hmm. different categories, like in a classical category, in jazz, in pop, like in across categories, which is an incredible feat for a musician. Yeah. This is him at the height of his career. He was the band leader for the late show with Stephen Colbert, and he was nominated for all these Grammys. He's about to write this symphony that is going to be performed for one night only at at Carnegie Hall. And at the same time, his partner, his wife, is battling leukemia, like her cancer. She had uh, leukemia and cancer when she was in her 20s, and then it came back Mm. at that time. So you are watching him navigate his life, which is just like these extremes in either direction of you are showing up to all these red carpet events, like you're going to Taylor's, and he's at the ta- like Taylor. They're like, they're like measuring him for an incredible suit for a red carpet event, and he's on the phone. He's FaceTiming his wife, who's in the hospital, and asking her how she's feeling and how, how's the medicine and what all these things. And you're just like, makes me think of Dustin Ashes. You know what I'm talking about? So there's this. I think it's a, it's a spiritual principle someone said once that they always have to they took that from somewhere but this is the story that i remember is that that there was this person that always has two notes in in their pockets one of them says the whole world is made for me and the other one is i am merely dust and ashes so it's like when things are going incredibly well for you like you have to balance it out by being like i am only dust and ashes and when things are maybe low 
the whole world is made for me. Or you can look at either at, at any given time. But it's like you, you need that balance for yourself. So you don't go too high. You fly too close to the sun or that you don't bury yourself in, in depression and stuff like that. So that's like what it reminded me of when I was watching it. I was like, wow, he could not be more successful right now. And this is what he's dealing with in his personal life. There was also a moment in the documentary, which is what made me think of this, because he got into Juilliard and he like he he formed this band while he was at Juilliard and, and he kept playing the melodica in, in the band. And they were always like playing on the subway and it was like this communal thing of coming together with your instruments and you're just playing and you're just having fun and because he's from New Orleans and that's what he grew up with and then he was like bringing that into his life while he was at Juilliard and he kept getting the, it was frowned upon in, in Juilliard what, what he was doing they didn't understand they didn't really get him like why does he keep playing this melodica it's, he, they didn't get it he was just like eating beans and just like, didn't have any money then he got this incredible opportunity to be the band leader at the late show with Stephen Colbert and after a while he said Okay, I got it all. But I he really missed the feeling that he got when he was just doing it for the fun of it, when he was like doing it in community, when he was doing it in this more raw kind of like experiencing, experimental, whatever, just just showing up and like having fun with it. So I think that's a, that might be a really good documentary for what we're talking about right now is what is success? Like he had it all like on paper, like that's he, he had it all. But he was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is it. I miss when I was just like, playing on the streets or on the subway with my band eating beans. That was an, I get that, that. Yeah, that was like a feeling that he missed, that he didn't get for what he was, for where he was at. Completely get that. Mm -hmm. First off, let's not knock beans. Some of us eat beans twice a day. <laughs> Every day. Those were his words. Goya beans. <laughs> That's just, literally my meal twice a day. Sometimes three. <laughs> Also, we know that beans are magical foods from like somatically. So I also wonder if he just needs to go back to eating beans. Maybe that's all it is. That might be all it is. He just felt incredible somatically because he was eating beans nonstop. There are literally fairy tales about beans being magical. That's how magical they are. Mm -hmm. But it does also make me think, and I think this is what I'm where I'm getting at is. So I used to struggle with workaholism. And what was at the core of that was believing I was only worthy of love and respect if I was successful. So I was obsessed with success, with being working nonstop, with get, achieving the highest level that I could achieve, being the lead, being the, getting the most money, getting the, being the most well-paid in the cast. I was obsessed with the competition because it proved to me that I was worthy of love and respect. These days, since working through that a few years ago, could not care less. I would 100% just, it sounds like him, it sounds like what he's saying is at the core of what I love about my art form is my art form. And here's what I love about it, right? The self-expression, the community. But, and it's, dude, you could do that just as Laura Pochet said. You could do that in a classroom. You can do that in a regional theater. You can do that. You could do that anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the so, movie... So yeah, clarifying what that is. Yeah, I think the movie Soul, which I know you are about to watch. Rewatch. I've re seen it multiple times. Yeah, yes. rewatch today or tomorrow. The movie Soul, John Baptiste wrote the score i thought so i literally i had a thought where i was like that's so funny because we were just talking about soul earlier today he was definitely um, nominated for it i don't know if he won for it but like yeah. when i was watching the documentary and they said that i was like oh damn because i remember watching soul and i was like damn who is who's writing the music for this this is incredible so good so just an interesting synchronicity connection right there yeah and that's actually a great sure. movie about exactly that what yeah. is success especially when you're an artist damn it is yeah mm -hmm. What's your yes for the week? That is a very good question. What is coming through 
for me right now in this moment is 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 joy. I, I know that I said yes a few weeks ago. I was like, I want to say yes to positivity. And it's like in that realm, but it's more, but positive, positivity is slightly different than joy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I, maybe it's play. Maybe that's what I want. I want to say yes to play this week because it's been a lot of work. And even though I was traveling and it was fun, it was still for work. So I saw a little a thing in my in my stories yesterday of a few friends that live here and they went to a roller rink and I was like, ooh, ooh, I got like really excited. I was like, I want to go to a roller rink. I was like, that's what I, that's what I want to do. I need something to like, like up my energy, but I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be like, get 10,000 steps in. I don't want it to be that. I want it to be like, I want to get my steps in by going to a roller rink and learning how to roller skate or something, something like that. So I'm going to just put that in the space. I'm, I want to say yes to play and joy and rest through play and then hopefully the universe will give me something <laughs> i will also look for it i will take steps as well but i feel like setting that intention usually brings something fun back lovely yeah i think so are we complete we're complete thank you for a lovely chat and we will see you next week bye-bye that concludes this week's episode of The Weekly. Yes, you will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. Send us your yeses for the week or any story of when you've said yes and it really changed your life to theweeklyyes at gmail.com. And who knows, we might feature your story in an upcoming episode. Keep saying yes and we'll see you next week.